Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Northwood Church. My name is Jordan Decody. I'm the senior pastor here at Northwood Church. And I am joined here today with Pastor Stephen, who is a pastor at our Ocean Springs location, which is really what we're here doing today. We're, we're launching our Ocean Springs location into live services. And so we're extremely excited about that. And this is a little bit different than how we've been planning it for, uh, well, for about a year and a half. <laughs> You've been waiting for this moment a long time. <laughs> so, uh, but, but you know, it's 2021, right? So it, it like, it needed to be like this. It had to be like this. And in, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, um, this past week, me and Pastor Steven were in close uh, proximity with someone who tested positive for COVID-19. And so we had to kind of make a call uh, and kind of pivot again uh, to kind of you know, create a, a, a good, safe environment for everyone. And we thought it'd be better for us just to, to not really be at church this week, right? And so with that, um, the one cool thing is that we can still gather together today on this, this really important day. Um, uh, one church, four locations, uh, one church, many communities. And here we are today gathering together in a little bit different way, but one that is still gonna be significant and special. Um, I do wanna say to anyone who is uh, who's here at our Ocean Springs location to, today. Um, man, welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Oh. We're excited that you're here. And uh, that might, again, it might be a little bit different uh, first impression, but we believe that it's still going to be a good one and one that you're going to receive uh, from. And so with that, uh, Pastor Stephen, uh, man, how's it been going? What's it been looking like for the last year, year and a half? And kind of what's some thoughts today as we are launching our Ocean Spring uh, services? Yeah, well, like you said, Pastor Jordan, this really isn't what we had planned. You know, we have live communicators at all of our locations and we intend to be back in Ocean Springs live as soon as possible. But thank God for technology so that we could do this. We're streaming this to all of our locations. So we're all celebrating the launch. And, uh, you know, when we look back on the last year, I think this really, like you said, is a reflection of, of what we've experienced. And we've had to be really flexible. Uh, we were looking to launch back in August and then COVID happened and that changed the whole plan. And so uh, our launch team has been incredible. We've been very flexible. We've had to pivot a lot. Here we are again, pivoting. But you know, when you look back at all the adversities, we've also found that there's been a lot of adventure woven into that. And so we've grown. Uh, we are excited about this moment in time and uh, we weren't gonna delay this launch any longer. And so here we are officially launching launching Ocean Springs location, Northwood Church. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. We're, we're super excited about uh, today's a special day. And, uh, and really, at all of our locations, this is sort of a celebration for all of us. You know, again, we're one church. And, uh, and so, so many of you have been such a, an intricate part of this launch in so many different ways. And, and I actually think that today represents not just a year and a half of, of effort and, yeah. and work and serving, but, um, but I'm talking decades of, of serving. You know, <clears throat> Northwood Church was started in, uh, you know, around 19, in the 70s and, and has kind of progressed throughout all the years. Um, in 1989, my dad, Van Decody, who's actually in our Ocean Springs location, today um, came. We came here in 1989 and, uh, and God began to, to use uh, Pastor Van and also my mom, Jam, 
to help lead this church and uh, in vision and in mission and develop leaders and to disciple people. And over the years, you know, we, we've, we added Wiggins, another location, started that location uh, back in the early 2000s. And then in 2014, started our, our Long Beach location and uh, uh, Pastor Mike's in Wiggins, Pastor Micah in Long Beach. And, uh, and, and so, so today represents just decades right. of, of people investing their lives into the kingdom of God to see people know God. And so, uh, so today is, is just like a new chapter, you know? And so we're excited about that. This is a very, very special day in, c- in case you can't tell by now. Um, and so, so with that, you know, I know here in a few minutes, we're actually going to hear from Pastor Steven as he's going to share his heart for Ocean Springs, but also just our heart as a church and really what it is that we're about. And, uh, you know, we want to help people know God. We want to help people grow in Christ and go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we, 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 we're committed to do this for a, a very long time, yeah. a very long time. And so I want to pray, and then we're going to hear from Pastor Steven. So come on, join us. God, we thank you for what you've called us to do. God, that you have you have taken us out of darkness and you placed us into light. God, we are so grateful for the call that you have upon our lives. Father, as a church, as we begin this new chapter, we open up this new location. God, we are praying for your blessing to come upon it. God, we're praying that we would not do anything without your presence, without your anointing. And so God, we say yes, we surrender to the call that you have upon us. God, we pray over Pastor Stephen and his family. Uh, God, that you would bless them that you would anoint them, that you would give them your grace to, uh, to walk well through this season. God, I pray for the launch team. God, for every person that becomes a part of this location, God, that you would bless them. And that, Father, the, this, this Ocean Springs location would be um, an anchor in the community. God, we thank you for the other churches in this community who have been plowing for many years with the gospel. And God, we pray that you would bless them, that God, your, your, your kingdom would be uh, advanced and expanded in South Mississippi. And that God, those who are far from you would know you, that they would come into a relationship with you. And that God, you use us as you see fit to carry out this, this, uh, this mission that you've given us. So God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this mission. And Father, we say yes in Jesus' name, amen. 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 As Pastor Jordan mentioned, we are just so excited about this morning and what it means for Northwood Church, what it means for the city of Ocean Springs and surrounding communities. And on behalf of Pastor Jordan, myself, my wife, Amy, and all of the staff of Northwood Church, we just wanna thank you for joining us in this momentous occasion. Look, today, many of you have been waiting for this moment. Like this has been something you've been praying for, waiting for a Northwood Church location to open up in Jackson County, Ocean Springs, so that your friends and your family that are there could be part of the the same church that you're part of. Or maybe you received an invitation. Uh, Maybe you're at Ocean Springs and you received an invitation via Facebook invite, or you saw us on a billboard, got a mailer. Uh, Maybe you're at any one of our four locations and, and you were invited invited by a friend and you're here this morning and you're saying, wow, what's this all about? Maybe a friend of yours, well, they bribed you and now they owe you a steak dinner and and tonight they're going to follow through on that. But you're here and I'm convinced that it is no coincidence. 
And so my goal over the next few weeks for Ocean Springs and all of our pastors here at Northwood Church, throughout the next few weeks, our goal is to give you a snapshot of who we are, what we're doing, and how you can become a part of that. And uh, the reality of it is, is that we're going to do that on Sunday mornings. And we're also going to do that in our next steps class, which you're going to hear more about uh, a little bit later. Uh, Before we move on in this, though, what I want to do is I want to take a moment to acknowledge some very, very important people. Pastor Jordan already mentioned them. I want to mention them again. And what I was hoping that everybody at all four locations would do right now is make a ton of noise, like as much noise as you can muster to give it up for the Ocean Springs launch team. Ocean Springs launch team, you guys are incredible. I just want to thank you so much for walking through the highs and the lows of this last year. I know some of you have been with us since the beginning of the journey, and some of you have only recently got connected, but either way, everybody that's been part of making this environment where you're sitting right now in Ocean Springs possible, you guys have been faithful, you guys have sacrificed, and I just want to appreciate you publicly. It means a lot to me, and I'm so thankful that me and Amy get to live life with you. So, You're here, you're at Northwood Church, maybe you're at one of, any one of our four locations and, uh, and, and you've, you've got some questions and you're listening to me talk about explaining to you how you can be a part of this thing. And you said, man, my, my questions might not be, uh, quite as simple as you may think, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Preacher Man. I I didn't come here for a sales pitch. I'm not trying to buy a used car, right? I'm not here checking to see if the oil in the church is leaking or if the church stays on the road. It's, it's, it's more than that. This is a much bigger deal to me. You might be wondering, man, is, is this a place that has a, a community of people that are loving? Is this a place that feels like where I sense diversity? Is this a place where there's people that are mission-minded? Like these are big questions that matter if you're going to consider rooting your life down in a faith family. And and I hope that uh, through today and over the coming weeks, as you come and continue to hear from us about who we are, that you'll discover that is who we are. We are a very loving, diverse, and mission-minded community. But I'm sure that you also have some additional questions, some questions that are very, very important. Uh, because we all have beliefs and you're probably wondering what does Northwood Church really believe? And my prayer is that through this morning that you'll realize that Northwood Church is a community of believers that are anchored to a living hope. And maybe you share that same living hope or maybe you're gonna discover who that living hope is this morning. But either way, you will know that that is where we are. We are connected to our source and we declare that there is hope in that source. What do I mean by that? Well, let me explain a little bit more about what do we believe. Well, we believe there's a God that exists. And and this God is the creator of the universe. God is the creator of all things that are in the universe. God is supreme and sovereign over all things, but God is also wonderful. God is also worthy of praise. God is infinitely merciful. God is infinitely gracious and compassionate. And one of the ones I'm sure you're, you're hoping to hear from us is that God is love. 
Yes, the very essence of this God that we believe exists and, and build this church on that, that this God is love, this God's essence is love, and this God loves that which he created, and he created you, and he created me, and he loves us. And so that's a really big place to start in relationship to what we believe. The challenge is, is that because those whom God loves have been deceived in the very earliest part of human history, we see this narrative unfolding in the uh, story in Genesis, in the very beginning of the Bible. And yes, we depend on the Bible as, as an authority and as a reliable source for, to inspire our faith. And there in the book of Genesis, we see that, that there was deception that fell into the hearts of man. And at that time, they began to pursue other things besides what God had said was the very best for them his presence, all of the, the blessing that he had provided for them in the garden. No, they said, we need more. And they went for that. And because of that, the curse of sin and death came into humanity and impacted all of creation. And now God is on a rescue mission to rescue all those whom he loves back out of that brokenness that we found ourselves in through the deception. Now, I know that many of us are in different places and come from different backgrounds and have different views on what it means to be in relationship with God. But to, to clarify that sin that, that fell on humanity, that corrupted our hearts, that thing actually caused separation between us and our creator. And not only did it cause separation, but the consequences of that operating in our lives is that oftentimes shame is the consequence and we wind up hiding ourselves from God. And now God is trying to reconcile and restore relationship with you. And he has a good way of doing that. And I have the privilege of proclaiming that good news to you today about his love for you, but also about his plan for restoration. He has a plan to redeem people out of darkness and then back into his marvelous light. He has a plan to restore us to a living hope. And as I get ready to explain that plan to you a little more uh, specifically, I want to start with sharing a little bit about my story and how God has impacted my life. Now, in the past, I got to confess, there was a time when I might have believed that there was a God, but I wasn't convinced that that God could love me. As a matter of fact, I come from a family that though there was a lot of love and a lot of passion, there was also a lot of brokenness. As a matter of fact, some people would have called our family dysfunctional. <laughs> Maybe you can relate to that. You come from a dysfunctional family. Don't raise your hand right now because your family might be sitting right next to you, right? I, I don't need you to confess that publicly, but think about it. Maybe you can relate. Now, we were high-functioning, dysfunctional. Don't get me wrong. Like, we could really, you know, move the ball down the field in regards to getting things done. And from the outside looking in, people probably wouldn't have thought things were as broken as they were. And because things were so broken, what happened was the, the wounds that my soul 
experience that were inflicted upon me due to other people's actions, due to just the the circumstances that were out of all of our control, or due to self-inflicted wounds that that I I did to myself as I looked to cope with the brokenness of my life. For whatever reason, I was wounded. I was so deeply wounded that if I was to be vulnerable with you right now, I would say that I, I probably struggled to believe that love was possible, authentic love. I think if love was staring me right in the face, I might not have recognized it for what it was. And so to imagine a God that not only created me, that was not only on a rescue mission for me, but that loved me, that that was difficult for me. Now, years had gone by and over the years, a number of people would try to share this good news of God's love with me. And some people were maybe a little less patient <laughs> and a little less kind. I don't know if you've ever had that angry Christian come and yell the good news of the gospel of Jesus to you. And, and you know, there's, there's some excitement and, and there's some zeal attached to our faith, but, you know, there's a winsome way to communicate. And some people weren't as winsome with me. But then there were others who were very patient and very kind and gentle and lovingly nudged me towards God. And, and, and this was persuasive. And it wasn't long before I had realized more of who God really was. And when I got the revelation of who God was, it really transformed my life completely. And that moment happened when a friend gave me a CD. <laughs> now, uh, most of us probably remember what CDs were. Uh, I haven't seen one in a long time. And so for you guys that are in uh, anywhere between sixth and 12th grade, I'm, I'm sure you're, some of you are wondering like, what is a, a CD? Are, are there any impact students from sixth to 12th grade wondering right now, what's a CD? Well, I'll tell you what a CD was. A CD was this, um, this disc that we would etch uh, music into. It was made out of stone and we would use, ch- no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it wasn't that old, but, but CDs were once how we conveyed information to people. And so this guy gave me this CD with this audio recording of someone's story. And on that disc, this man told a story that was very similar to mine that I really did resonate with on a lot of levels. Uh, you know, the guy was off the streets. He was one of these street kids and, and he made a lot of the classic mistakes that street kids make. You might be able to imagine some of those. Maybe that's part of your story as well. And while that was part of my story, even more so what I recognized in his story was that this was a man who had experienced brokenness and there was an enemy of his soul that was crushing him. The enemy of his soul was his own sin was the corruption of the world he was planted in and the brokenness that was consequential of those things. That I resonated with. And and the wonderful thing about this story is that he had a different a different outcome than many people that I had seen who had this same story had. Many people I had seen with this type of story, they, like him and like myself, went on this pursuit of self-worth and self-validation. And, and they found a bunch of self, probably more of self than they would have looked to, liked to have found. They found a lot of self-worship, self-exaltation, self-centeredness, I found many of those things in myself, but what I didn't find was the one who could save me from myself, 
until this moment. And so he began to tell a different story of the one who could rescue, who could save. And it was a true story. It was a historical story. Maybe some of you have heard it. If you've ever been around church, then, then you probably have. If you've ever read the Bible, this is one of the more uh, prominent stories in the Bible. And this, this was a true story about a man named David, who was a, really a shepherd boy. And, and this shepherd boy, while, while a giant enemy was taunting the nation of Israel's greatest warriors and they were paralyzed with fear, the shepherd boy said, I'll go. The shepherd boy grabbed a few small stones and a sling and said, I'll slay this giant in your life. And he went and he stood in place of Israel. He stood in place of those warriors and he toppled that giant and he was victorious over that giant. And that enemy was crushed that day because he fought for Israel. And like David, that shepherd boy, there's another rescuer who would come and who would topple the giant enemy in our lives. No, we are not David, the giant slayers. We're Israel, the ones that need to be rescued. That was the story that I received on that CD that morning. David, filled with the spirit, conquered this giant. And now another would be sent. If you look at the ancient scriptures out of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 59, it says, the Lord declared that the redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob, those who repent of their sins. So what this is, is this, this forecast of one that would come to redeem and rescue God's people out of the hands of the enemy of their lives, their sin, the sin of the, the world and the brokenness that ensues. And so he would save anyone who put their trust in him. And not only that, but later he'd be called the good shepherd. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the rescuer. That's what we believe here at Northwood Church. And that's what we preach. And so I knew in that moment, in, in my timeline of life, that I couldn't save myself from any enemy. I couldn't save myself from myself, from the corruption of this fallen, broken world, from the brokenness and the fragmentation of my, my being. And I was convinced in that moment of Jesus's infinite kindness and love, of God's love. You know, you've probably heard John chapter three, verse 16, where it says, God so loved the world. It's this picture of his infinite love. And he infinitely loved the world to such a degree that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to give his life so that no one else would have to perish. But we're called to put our trust in him. And in that moment, as I was convinced of his love and his kindness, and he showed me his holiness and my unholiness, and as he offered me peace, not just peace in my soul, but peace between me and him and the father, as he offered that to me, like one early church father, Paul the apostle, wrote to uh, the church in Rome in a letter, he said, it's God's kindness that draws a man to repentance. And as Jesus offered me his kindness, I repented. 
You know, to repent means to turn away from. And, and there was a lot of brokenness and dysfunction. And there is a sin nature. And there is a corrupted world. But I turned away from all of that. I took my eyes off of all those things. And I set my eyes and affection on the one who rescued me. I repented on July 13th at 1.30 a.m. 2007. I bowed my knees before Jesus. I surrendered my life to him and he forgave me. And he taught me to receive that love that I didn't before know how to really receive, that I might not have even trusted was true and authentic. And I received his love and he began healing me and mending my broken heart. And, and he can do that for anyone that cast themselves upon him. You know, we see this rescuer, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, right? The priest and king. We see him in the Bible, in the New Testament, in a gospel account that was recorded by a physician named Luke. And then the fourth chapter of this book, uh, Luke writes that Jesus went to the synagogue and read from the scroll of Isaiah. Again, back in the scroll of Isaiah. And Jesus says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right, So the spirit of the Lord is no longer upon David. Now it's upon Jesus. And because he, the spirit, has anointed me, that means because the spirit has set me apart and empowered me from on high, he's anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The, the year of the Lord's favor is this era of grace for those who put their trust in Jesus, in, in this redeemer, this rescuer. Now they know the grace of God. And then a few verses later, he says, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. He's reading this ancient prophecy saying, I'm the one that came to do these things. He listed the works of the enemy, bondage, oppression, spiritual blindness. And he says, I've come to destroy the works of the enemy. And that's what Jesus has done and is still doing. And now here at Northwood Church, we know that whether Jesus does these things now in the immediate moment, which he can, but he doesn't always, whether he does them now in the immediate moment or he allows us to walk through this process of learning to trust him. And, and maybe we never even see all of these things come to the fullness until we meet God in glory in eternity whether it's now or later, we know that Jesus is setting the captives free from bondage. He is breaking chains. We know that Jesus is liberating the spiritually oppressed. We know that he is healing and restoring. We know that Jesus is giving, if nothing else, if it's not physical, he's giving spiritual eyes so that the blind might see his love and his kindness, that they would turn away from everything else, the brokenness, the corruption, the sin, and that they would set their eyes and affection on him. And he gave them the ability to see. And he might be giving some of you today, this morning, the ability to see, maybe once again, or maybe for the first time in this life. Now, 
Speaking of asking questions, I told you you may have a, a number of questions when thinking about, you know, whether or not you would want to be part of this church. And, and that's fair. That's great. As a matter of fact, this is a safe place to ask questions. And, and some of you may come from a background that would make it difficult for you to accept these claims to be true. And you would say, well, how could a man do that? How could a man actually rescue a soul and forgive sin and heal and restore and all of these things that Jesus is claiming that he would do? Well, it's because of this. It's because Jesus is not only 100% man, though he is that. Jesus is God, 100%. Jesus is 100% God. As a matter of fact, the same early church father that wrote that letter to the church at Rome, he wrote a number of other letters. And one letter was written to the church at Colossae. And in that letter, he said this, he said, in him, Jesus, that's who he's referring to, the whole fullness, every bit of it, every last piece of the fullness of the deity, deity is God, The completeness, the fullness of God dwells bodily. This is a a very important key here about what we believe. You see, Christianity is distinct from all other world religions. If maybe you come from a background of some new age spiritualism, maybe you've Maybe you come from a different background, but you've been dabbling in that. Maybe you come from a background of Hinduism or Buddhism or Taoism and you, and you look at these things and you're like, I love these Proverbs and they have value and they, and they give me maybe Zen and I'm really experiencing this wonderful, this wonderful season of growth as I explore these things. But, but what those things lack is a God that loved his creation so much that he was willing to go on a rescue mission and come down off his throne, condescend and and take the lowly form of humanity that he not only would be able to empathize with us, but that he would be able to bear the penalty of that sin and corruption on himself once and for all. And Jesus did, he humbled himself. 100% man, 100% God, obediently until the point of death on a cross. And he paid that price that we could not pay. And on that cross, he says, it is finished. Meaning the enemy no longer has a foothold on those who put their trust in this finished work that I'm accomplishing on the cross right now as I shed my blood to pay the price. You know why Jesus could do that? Because he wasn't just 100% man. He could do it because he's 100% God. God can do that. And not only that, Then God in flesh raised himself from the grave by the power of his own spirit. You see, the enemy thought that he had destroyed Jesus, but Jesus knew that not only would he die for our sin and pay that price, displaying his humility, but he would also display his authority and his majesty and his being God by raising himself up over the grave, reigning victorious, conquering the grave, conquering all the brokenness and sin that the enemy tried to not only impose on him, but the enemy tried to impose on all those who Christ calls his own. And so again, here we are. And we, we receive this invitation to, to live in the resurrection life with Jesus. 
He said he wants to make us new creations to cause us to be born again of his spirit. No man could promise that. And though Jesus was 100% man, he was also 100% God. And that's why Jesus could make those claims. That's why Jesus could accomplish a new birth in humanity. That's how Jesus can rescue us, you, your friends, your family, your coworkers, all the people that, that we're praying for and believing for are going to come into this church body and be impacted by the presence of God and this good news message of God's loving kindness. These are the things that God has done and he's done them through Christ and he's doing them for you, for us. And that's why we agree with another early church father named Peter, when he wrote in his letter to a, a church where there was, there was oppression, there was bondage, they were being slandered. They were in a very pluralistic society with great diversity of thought. They weren't, they weren't necessarily the uh, majority. They become a minority in this place. And, and there was struggles and adversity and, and it was difficult for this church. And he writes to this church, praise be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. This Northwood Church Northwood Church, Ocean Springs, you're hearing this from us for the first time. This is the message that we carry. There's a living hope despite our circumstances, despite the brokenness in our own lives, there's a living hope. And we can give praise because of that. And this is the message that we're gonna carry all throughout our communities at all four locations. This is who we are. We carry this good news message that God loves those whom he created. And he made a way for us to be rescued. This is wonderful news. You know, Pastor Jordan mentioned earlier in the time leading into this moment that, that our mission here at Northwood Church is to build Christ-centered communities that help people know God, grow in Christ, and go in the power of the Holy Spirit until Jesus returns. That's who we are. That's what we're doing. You want a, a snapshot to answer some questions? We're on mission. We're commissioning with God, with Jesus, as he looks to seek and save the lost and bring restoration to rescue those who are lost in darkness and need to be brought out of that and restored to his marvelous light, to a living hope. Man, I hope that as you are here in any one of our four environments across all of our communities, that maybe you're watching online right now and, and, and you're sitting there in your living room and you're saying, wow, you're a believer and you're like, man, I'm, I'm re-encouraged again. I, I wanna be on mission with God. I might even think that I wanna be on mission with this specific community of believers here at Northwood Church. Man, I, I hope you are encouraged. I hope you are inspired. I hope you are ready to, to gather and to be stirred to love and good works, to, to be equipped so that we can do this work until Jesus returns. But I also know that there's many of us that might be gathered in one of our locations. There's many of us that might be watching online right now. 
that might not know God, that, that might not have this living hope, that might be being crushed literally right now by the enemy of your life, whether it's sin, the consequences of sin, the brokenness in your heart and your mind, the, the circumstances you find yourself in, and God wants to rescue you from that. This is really good news for you. You know, I hope if that's you, that you'll let this moment be like mine was back in 2007, when you heard the story of a once broken man that was made whole and the story of a holy God who came to rescue his own and who deserves all the glory and honor. I hope this will be your moment that like I did in 2007 when I surrendered to this truth, that you'll surrender to this truth because this is the only truth that can set the captives free. And this is the truth that I'm bringing to you today. Surrender. You know, Jesus, in another gospel account of his, he came preaching the good news. And this is what it says that he spoke. It says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel. Now's your chance to repent, to turn from the sin, the brokenness, all of those things and place all of your trust wholeheartedly in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross and his love for you and his plan for you and his ability to forgive you and his ability to restore you and make you whole. You can put your trust in that right now. Will you join me in prayer as we ask God to do this work in many of you this morning. You can bow your heads, you can close your eyes, whatever you're comfortable with. There's a lot of people who are in these environments at all four of our locations who may have never been at a Northwood Church service before. And we want them to, to uh, know that this is not a moment where they're gonna be made to feel weird. We're not gonna ask you guys to come to the front or raise your hand or anything crazy like that. This is between you and God. And I just wanna lead you through this moment so that you can connect with your creator so that you can find rescue in this moment. And so it looks like this. If, if that's you, you say, I need rescue. I need to be forgiven. And I wanna know this Jesus. I wanna be made whole and restored to right relationship with God. I wanna be, I wanna come out of the darkness and be put in this light so that I can live with a living hope. That's you right now. You just agree with me. God, I surrender my life. Jesus, I do trust that you are loving and kind. I trust that you have the power and authority to forgive me and that you have the, the power and authority to make me a new creature, to give me resurrection life, to cause me to be born again by your spirit. And I submit to you right now, you are Lord. Jesus, I ask that you would take the brokenness of my life, gather all of the fragment, fragments and fractured parts of my heart and make me whole again. This is your prayer. God, I need you. And I want to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, we're going we're gonna to give it up for Jesus right now because he is in the business of making people whole. And many of you just prayed that prayer. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. But now as the body of Christ, what I want to do is I want to invite you all to stand to your feet right now.
because what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray as the, as the church, as a new church launch in Ocean Springs and as a, as a, a multi-community family across all of our locations, we're gonna pray and believe that God is gonna restore to us a living hope and that he is going to help us carry this message to this community that he has planted us in all over South Mississippi, that there's a living hope for others too. So Father, we come before you right now. And as we get ready to go back into this song and worship, God, I pray that you would make this revelation in us truer than it's ever been. That this confession would be more than just vocal, God, that it would be burning inside of us and that we would confess it from the deepest parts of our souls, of our hearts, and that it would be glorifying to you. We exalt you above it all. We declare that you are the living God and you have given us a living hope in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's worship Jesus some more. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your bearing body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your bearing body began to breathe out of the silence. for that living hope thank you for the living hope that we have in you Jesus thank you that you've never let us down you've never given up on us you've never quit on us Father we thank you that you have brought such kindness such love such grace and mercy to us we love you Jesus what a beautiful day here at Northwood Church listen if you prayed that prayer with Pastor Stephen or if you just were, were here and you said, you know what, I, I've been encouraged. I've been encouraged by the message today. I've been encouraged by that worship today. I want to encourage you to reach into that seat pocket in front of you. There's a little card, our next steps card. 
I wanna encourage you to fill that out. For there's a place where you can put a prayer request there. You can click a check box and say, listen, I've decided to follow Christ today. And there's a, in the very back of our auditorium here, there's a little booth back there. You can drop that card off. There's a couple back there. They would love to take a moment and share with you, talk to you and pray with you. Or you can simply just drop that in the box and keep on moving. But one of our pastors would love to be able to talk to you this week, pray with you, encourage you and help answer any questions that you might have. As well as after the service, once we dismiss all down front here, we're gonna have some of our prayer partners here with you. They love to take a moment with you and just pray with you, disagree with you, love on you, whatever it is that you might need that moment, be able to take that moment and just share with you and be there with you. If you're online, you can go to northwood.church forward slash next steps. You can fill that out as there as well. And again, one of our pastors will be in touch with you and just be able to talk with you and help answer any questions you might have. A couple of announcements here for you today as always. At Northwood Church, there's two ways to give. You can give online, northwood.church forward slash give, or you can download the app. There's a place at the very bottom. You can click give there, and uh, you can do that as well as you can write a check. You can put that in the mail. And we're just so honored and so thankful for your giving here at Northwood Church, your faithfulness. And because of your faithfulness, we're able to partner with people like Home of Grace. I heard about Home of Grace years and years and years ago. And uh, I was just kind of like, oh, there's another thing. But then I realized more and more that they've been around for over 50 years, helping people all across. Go ahead. Yeah, you can clap for that. You can clap for that for sure. Over 50 years helping people with drug and alcohol addictions. And even when I was reading a little bit about them, I was thinking, okay, maybe, you know, thousands or whatever. But tens of thousands of people have gone through that program and have been set free through the power of Jesus Christ. And that was because of your giving. So thank you. Thank you so much for your giving at Northwood Church. A couple other announcements for you. Our next steps class. We, if you've been kicking the tires around Northwood Church or you want to know a little bit more, we talk about what we believe today and things of that nature. But if you want to know more about us, what we do here, what we believe, how we operate, we have a next steps class that is being moved up until next Sunday. So next Sunday after service, we'd love for you to hang around. We have a classroom right outside the doors here where you can go and you can learn a whole lot more about the wonderful things happening here at Northwood Church. As well as impact students, listen, due to a few of the, our members being kind of exposed to COVID-19, we wanna be able to protect your health and your safety as well. So we were gonna be canceling that for tonight and we'll be moving that forward to a different night. And so our guys, they'll be communicating that coming forward uh, as we go. So no impact students service tonight. So listen, so glad that you guys are with us here today. Honored to have you with us. Have a great Sunday afternoon. We love you and we'll see you guys next week.